CSN International presents To Every Man an Answer, the live apologetics program that equips you to give a reason for the hope that lies within you. If you have a Bible question or a question on the Christian faith, you can call us at 1-888-827-5276. Again, that's 1-888-ASK-CSN. Let's get things started. Here's today's host, Mike Kessler. Hi, and welcome to Friday's edition of To Every Man and Answer as we wrap up this second week of 2023. And we just want to encourage you once again to give us a call. If you've been sharing your faith, come across something in the Bible when you read you don't understand. Maybe somebody's asked you a question that's pretty difficult. Well, I like to get together every weekday afternoon. Not as a really a talk show, but more as like a family gathering Hey, how can we help each other? That's what we want to do because, you know, we want to give people good answers for these questions. And, you know, they always come up with this idea of a a gotcha question for God, you know. Well, if God is such a God of love, how could he allow the problems to go on in the world? You know, you're all this kind of stuff. And then when God does something like bring a flood or bring a, a judgment on a group of people. Well, now God's a murderer. How could a God of love do that? You know, and it's really weird when you look at it. And so, uh, again, we want to just give you good answers for living every day because we're living in, I think, some not only some trying times, but friends, really exciting times. I believe in this new year. And if you got any New Year's resolution left that we haven't already tossed out the window, This one I would really admonish you not to. And that is that we need to really be inspired by the Holy Spirit. That still small voice inside of us that aligns with God's word. Now, I've had people say, well, you know, I was, I I, I prayed, should I go buy a bag of dope? I don't really know if I should or not. Okay, God, you know, you just speak to me. And I heard this voice saying, oh, it's okay. Go ahead and just buy that bag of dope. It's okay. That's not God. God will never advise you against his word. And so a lot of times people go on their feelings rather than every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Why does Jesus say that, by the way? Our feelings, our emotions, these voices sometimes we hear either in our own head or from friends are not reliable. And so that's why it's really important that we we really... Uh, Understand why we live by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God, because there's so many opinions and feelings and unctions and indigestion out there that bring people to the completely wrong conclusion of what's really, really what God's word says. That's why we need to know it. That's why we need to study it and make it part of you. You know, it's weird. Talked about this so many times before, but you know, when we sin, it becomes part of us. I, I don't know if you've ever noticed that. But uh, you you can get into drugs, uh, get stoned, somebody beat you up, now you're missing teeth, and it's become part of you. You can get into a bad relationship, it becomes part of you. But the good news is, when you read God's Word, it becomes part of us as well. And I believe that's what's really great, because God's Word, that healing Word from God, is what fixes these things in our thoughts, in our minds, in our lives. And friends, listen, I don't care whether you've been saved a day or 50 years. We need to be healed. We need to be healed of our memories. We need to be healed of what's been done to us by others. We need to be healed uh, uh, from our own thoughts sometimes, our ability to love, our ability to be loved, 
all those things, we need to be healed. And so not only do I believe that comes uh, through communion, through those stripes, we are healed, Peter says, but also that that just through his word. Um, and, and again, I think it's so important in this new year to be led by the Spirit, that God would use you in great ways so you lay up great treasure for yourself in heaven. And I want to see every person that listens to CSN just go into heaven just with a, a giant reward. Not God look at you and say, well, you made it. I, I don't think that's a good way to go to heaven. I think we want to go with, a, 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 again, Lay up for yourself treasure in heaven, Jesus said. So I think it's so important that we do that. But um, prayerfully, uh, Brad Dickens will be along with us shortly. But in the meanwhile, let's take some phone calls. Let's go to Patty, Yuma, Arizona. Hi, welcome. Hey, how are you? Good, Patty. How can I help? I have a daughter-in-law that's been going through cancer um, for the last two years. Um, A lot of family has passed away. Uh, on her side, and she just got diagnosed with a fourth cancer, and those are two lesions in her brain. And they're going to start her with her next set of treatments um, this coming Monday. Um, I call them um, awakening to the faith. They know God, they believe in God, but they're beginners. Yeah. And God, they're seeing signs that God has carried them so much through all of this and has guided them. And I just need some references and information that will kind of empower them and and strengthen them in their faith and their belief so that they can grow stronger. Yeah, you know, it it isn't sometimes to you realize how Jesus is your everything until everything else around you means nothing. And, you know, when you get a negative prognosis from a doctor, uh, and you realize that that uh, only God can really be the one that determines whether you live or die, even at the hands of a doctor or not. Um, this is what I really believe uh, drives us deep into the hands of God, uh, to the heart of God. I, I I really believe that. And have you ever noticed that when you know we're in an amusement park, you know, and we're on the teacup ride, and other than God, don't let this kill me, uh, you're, you're 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 you know everything's happy. Um, we usually don't pray real earnestly when everything's going our way. But man, when we come into um, hard times, man, it, it seems like every cell in our body is crying out to God, help. The good news is the Bible says he hears us. And I, I really love that about the Lord, that he's never uh, never uh, left us, never forsaken us, but that he genuinely loves us. And so... Uh, let, let's just pray for, okay, Patty? Okay. Okay. Father, we come to you in Jesus name and we just thank you that, um, people like Patty and others, um, are deeply concerned for their friends or loved ones. And we just ask you, God who heals, would you extend your healing hand to her through these treatments? <clears throat> Lord, whatever other way you want to heal this, we just ask you that you will do it. And we thank you, God, that nothing is hard for you. So, Lord, we don't come demanding anything. We come petitioning you. We're to agree, touch any one thing your word says, you will hear it and you'll answer it. And so, Lord, we ask you for her health. We ask you for her healing. 
And we ask you, Lord, for an overhaul in the entire family's faith in you, that through these things, they'll grow closer to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Patty, our prayers are with you, dear. I wanted to um, tell you, too, that this is a testimony as well, because this two-year journey, now she's got three little kids, oh, mm-hmm. 10, 6, and 5. Oh, my. And um, my, her husband, my son, is just, um, he's a Samson. Wow. <laughs> he's just, he's a blessing and stuff. And so I really think with the way that things have gone, she's gone through the colon, she's gone through the liver, she's gone oh. through the spleen, and now it's uh, touched her brain. But through this whole entire walk, we've seen his presence and his guidance, and he has given us so much hope and and just doing things, and he's he's an awesome God. So yes. I did want that to be a, a testimony. And when this is all taken care of, one way or the other and stuff, it's it's going to be a, a beautiful testimony. Yeah, God, God, it's in God's hands, dear. And and like I say, you know, it's interesting in daily life. Sometimes we feel we can manipulate the circumstances. You know, I can wheel and deal. I can wheel and deal because I'm the winner. It's not till we realize that uh, it's out of our hands. And that's when God really has to stand strong. And for the sake of uh, your grandchildren, dear, I, my prayer is that, that God does a miraculous wonder here uh, in Jesus' name. And so our prayers are with you. Stay in line. I'll send you out some books, some DVDs, uh, the movie Jesus. I think it'll really uh, touch your family. And uh, anything we can do, uh, Patty, please let us know. We're here to help, okay? Most awesome. And I will keep you updated and let you know how it's going. Patty, please do. God bless you all. Don't forget to hold the joy of the Lord with you always because he is. Everything we do. Amen. The joy of the Lord is our strength. And uh, he's the rock of our salvation. Everything else is going to crumble, friends. If not today, tomorrow, in the future, it's going to crumble. But Jesus never changes. And that's what's so wonderful when you're built on the sure foundation of God. Stay on line, dear. We'll get you taken care of. Joining us right now, we have with us Brad Dacus from Pacific Justice Institute, an organization that has dedicated itself to helping Christians, individuals, and organizations that have come under, for some reason, radical, insane laws that are targeting, and it oftentimes is Christians. Brad, thank you so much for standing up for all of us. Brad Dacus. Oh, it's great to be on your your program, uh, Pastor Mike. I really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, we have a lot going on across the country. We have, as you know, we have a hundred and uh, uh, we have over one hundred twenty cases in active litigation. We have twenty seven offices in twenty states. So uh, we do all our work without charge. That's the good news. And God has been very gracious, and we're seeing great successes. And I just want to let people know how much we appreciate that. And also. I have some some great news. Uh, we have a, a gentleman out of Montana that just put up a, a matching gift uh, for our monthly for new monthly supporters. So if anyone wants to become a monthly supporter for PJI, it'll be matched uh, dollar for dollar for the next twelve months. So uh, for those who feel called and led, uh, I encourage them to take advantage of that. But um, it's exciting. We're we're getting a lot done. Uh, we just had somebody who needed an organ transplant was being denied because they weren't vaxxed. Their life was hanging in the balance. We went to bat for them against the University of Michigan Medical School, Medical Center, and uh, University of Michigan backed down, and that person is now going to get their life critically needed 
organ transplant. Uh, so we're, uh, we're very busy, needless to say. Wow, it's so good, Brad. Well, I'm, I'm so glad you're with us today to answer some questions. And again, if you have some legal questions you'd like to ask Brad, he's here for us. And uh, he doesn't charge for his services to help Christians, which is unbelievable in the world of law, because usually it's anywhere from $200, $300, $500 an hour. Uh, Brad does this because, again, this is what he believes God has called him and is also his fellow workers to do to stand up for what's right. You know, Brad, before we go to our next call, we see a lot of things going on. Now they found all these uh, documents that uh, Joe Biden had when he was vice president that he had no right to keep or have in his possession. Uh, this was just in a couple of his of his houses where he owns property. We don't know what's in the other houses that he owns. Of course, there's been no uh, FBI tyrannical search on those houses like they did on President Trump. But isn't this um, uh, showing some kind of um, bipartisan problem, or maybe I should say lack of that, where they will prosecute the president who had a right to have these documents versus right. Joe Biden who did not? It's a felony. And it's, I, I watched CNN report, what a disaster. Well, you know, he was, you know, he was in a hurry to get out of the place, and I guess he left some papers. You know, I mean, what? You look at well, this stuff, and you just shake your head. What is going on? Yeah, I think it's important to know. I'm really glad you played, made that distinction because uh, it was Vice President Biden who yes. took those papers. Did not have any legal argument to have those top secret documents in his personal possession. It wasn't just one document. Now we've had three different places, three different discoveries of these documents. Number one, number two, these are top secret documents. I understand quite potentially. Uh, related to uh, to China or Russia or Ukraine, um, you know, which uh, many people speculate he had those documents so he wouldn't be implicated uh, in the event that they were discovered and he was uh, he and his and or his son were prosecuted. That's part of that speculation. But what we just know, what was taken, where it was at, and his capacity um, as vice president gives him no legal defense at all. Uh, I think he is in trouble. President Donald Trump has that discretion. Um, he's not going to, you know, face proce- any kind of serious prosecution at the end of the day. Uh, presidents have had personal documents. They've had uh, documents that they've decided to, to decertify or have under their control. Uh, but uh, Biden, it's a different story. And the interesting thing is Biden was aware, apparently, his staff were at least were aware of this. The FBI was aware of these documents before uh, the election in 2020. Um and they did not disclose it. So, so they've been lying uh, to the American people, the people that are supposed to be upholding law and order, the FBI, CIA, all these different organizations who are supposed to keep America informed and everything deliberately lie. And then the FBI gave money to these radio stations and, excuse me, I should say uh, news networks to suppress the um, the whole Hunter Biden laptop thing as well, it sounds, you know, you know, Brad, it sounds like we have really felony high crime going on within the very organizations that are created to prevent it and right. deliberately duping the American people and along with the American news media, which is in the tank with them. What, 
where where do we stand other i mean does america have any hope i i shared with everybody yesterday we have about 60 million illegal people in the united states right now the government will admit to 30 but they know it's probably more like 60 million and they make no attempt to stop it at the border so how much illegal immigration are we going to be subjected to we as american citizens uh um 100 million illegals 200 million illegals, a half a billion, 500 million illegals. They're they're making no distinction here. Meanwhile, the fentanyl is pouring across the border. We had somebody, a a girl in our fellowship, her sister, um, uh, this, she hasn't been coming here. She moved away, but she called me and told her her sister had died of a fentanyl overdose. We just saw one where teacher back east uh, collapsed in front of his classroom because of fentanyl. Uh, they're, they're not, they don't want to control it. The drugs are pouring across the border where they used to have to try to figure out how to fly it in and sneak it in. They just put it on people's backs that are illegally walking into our country. Not a thing is said. Our, so right. it, it appears that we're being deliberately overthrown with a completely corrupt uh, judicial system, with an enforcement system, very much like the KGB, they only prosecute who they want to prosecute. And uh, if you're of the opposition, yes, you will be prosecuted. But if you're on their side, they'll sweep it under the rug. This Hunter Biden laptop thing, I don't know why they're not all in prison right now. So where are we headed? Please tell us. Yeah, and it's just what you just described, which makes it so notorious and, and questionable. So in communist China and Russia and these places, if you're on the side of the party, those in power, you don't get prosecuted. The opposition, you do get prosecuted. Um, that's totalitarian, tyrannical go- governments. But unfortunately, that's what we have now in the United States. Not as a matter of speculation or rhetoric, as a matter of fact. That is what we have in the United States right now. Uh, the FBI, what they did was despicable. Um, the good news is the FBI is not completely in and of itself a bad institution. It's an institution with large cancerous tumors, if you will, that have infected it. And they've got to be cut out very aggressively. I believe they will after 2024, if the American people uh, have any say in the matter, legitimate say with a legitimate election. Um, you know, People are going to have to vote like never before in large droves. Uh, to make sure that it, that um, that the elections are are honest and the outcome is is fair, but um, if that happens, I think we're going to have massive reform uh, starting from the top down with the FBI, uh, the Department of Justice, the Attorney General, of course, um, and then uh, also uh, there's going to be continued investigation uh, by the House of Representatives among uh, Hunter Biden and Biden and the and these documents and everything else. There's so much corruption. The good news is. We're sensitive to it as Americans. We detest it. It's not just a given norm, like many countries. And uh, we're aware of it. We're talking about it. So I think at the end of the day, we're going to see justice. And uh, we got to make sure we we stand up for nothing less than than justice at the end of the day. Amen. And so, yeah, it's uh, like I say, even so come quickly, Lord Jesus. And because we don't really know how it's going to come out, Redeem the time. The days are evil. We want to be about our father's business. Brad, I'm so glad you're with us yes. to answer some questions. We're going to go to Sarah, Reno, Nevada. Hi, welcome. Hello. Hi, how can we help? 
my question was, um, do animals smile according to the Bible? Well, I don't know of any place where the Bible says animals smiled, but believe it or not, I know where they talked. We find that uh, concerning Balaam's donkey. Your thoughts, Brad? Yeah, that's a good point. So, yeah, God can can cause any animal to talk. Uh, that's uh, what God wants to do. Uh, but uh, I think animals can communicate oftentimes without speaking. I have a little dog, and I know when that dog's happy. I know when he's done something wrong just by looking at his face. Um, so uh, I think uh, just uh, learning their their cues. And, and uh, also what's great is that dogs uh uh, you know, they're also, they're able to, uh, to listen and understand words, uh, many, many words. In fact, they can actually understand single words and commands like come sit, uh, food, food. and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. My, here's food. He just, you know, comes running. Uh, so, uh, but, uh, animals are a big blessing. And, um, I think I just praise God that he's allowed us to have, especially domestic animals, uh, which are uh, just a, a real encouragement sometimes to us. So, Sarah, I certainly wouldn't say dogs can't smile. In fact, there's many people that have done studies on this, and they believe they, in fact, can. Uh, for a long time, they believed that they couldn't, but they have done some more studies, and they think, well, maybe, you know, they can um, express some kind of emotion. Um, and uh, just as you said, Brad, when you say food, boy, they get excited. So, I don't know, maybe they do smile when you hear it. But the Bible doesn't say, you know, and, you know, the, the, uh, when Mary and Joseph were out in the stable and Jesus was born, all the cows were smiling. And not, nothing like that in the Bible, dear. So I hope that helps, Sarah. Yes, thank you. I have one more question. Okay. Um, I was also wondering if uh, animals uh, also laugh because, um, or, or like talk. Well, I don't believe they talk together. And you'll never see, like an example of a classroom where you have the teacher up in front and all of you are listening. You'll never see rabbits doing that or dogs doing that or anything. Now, you might find a pack of dogs, but they're not sitting there communicating and uh, this kind of thing. Uh, we're uniquely different than animals. The Bible says that God created the animals, but when it came to making man on the sixth day, God said he made us man and woman, in his image. And that's a lot different. And God is a triune being. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we're a triune being. We're a body, mind, and a spirit. Now, you can talk to somebody that has a violent temper, and you can say, now, you shouldn't throw a temper anymore. And, and they'll nod, and they'll say, yes, I know I shouldn't throw a temper. But the next time they get mad, they throw a temper. Why? Because it's not really within man to... Live righteously. That's why Jesus said we have to be born again. We have to ask Jesus to come and live in our heart, make his, his residence, his, uh, where he lives there inside of us. And the Bible says, then God begins to give us conviction in our thoughts, give us strength in our bodies to overcome these weird urges that people get. So, Brad, any last thoughts? Um, yeah, I think you, I think you said it well. Uh, yeah, that's, uh, you know, at the end of the day, uh, you know, we have to count on the Lord for transformation. Uh, that's what he, he can do for us and, uh, to transform us. And he's definitely made, uh, humans very unique 
uh, in that we have uh, uh, moral choice, moral decisions. We uh, have the ability to uh, to uh, to give in to temptation or to actually choose to uh, not give in to temptation. We're not run by instinct. Um, we have uh, something very special that God has created us, very distinctive from from animals. So I hope that helps, Sarah. Yes, thank you, Pastor. Sarah, stay on the line. I want to send you some books and some DVDs and the movie Jesus. You're going to really like it. So stay on the line. Mm-hmm. And we'll get that sent out to you, okay? Okay, thank you. All right. How old are you, Sarah? Ten. Wow. Will you keep asking questions, keep reading your Bible, and I'll send you some things I think you'll really enjoy. Let's go to Alexa, Utah. Hi, welcome. Hi, Pastor. How are you? Good. How may we help? Um, I have a really weird question. I keep seeing videos on this, and I don't think, honestly, it's true, but I just wanted to get some like more insight in it. So I keep seeing videos and people saying that um, where Christ was crucified, they have found some blood between the rocks, and they say that it's alive. Like- well, well I've, I've heard things like that, but I, I, I just— I just have trouble with it. I don't. I don't swallow it. I think a lot of a lot of things that we see in the Christian world is sensationalism, and I think uh, for different reasons. Um, the point is, is not the blood that's on the rocks. Uh, it's the blood that covered our sins. Is what's important, and I think people uh, will, and I think groups will use anything to divert people from the real issue. You know, it's really important to keep the main thing, the main thing. And that's Jesus Christ and him crucified. When we start getting into the blood and these rocks and all these different things, and I've heard all kinds of stuff for many, many years. Uh, and it comes and goes. There's no validity to it. Um, Brad, unless you know something different, your thoughts. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I agree with you. It's it's easy to you know be hear about certain things, and I I see an image on over here. I, I I've heard that this thing's happening over there, and and uh, many people say, "Oh, I've got to go there. I've got to go here." Uh, so I, I I get can get healed or get you know God touching me or some kind of something or I. Uh, but no, it's uh, we have a direct relationship with God Almighty where we are right now. And uh, we need to keep our eyes on him. That's the the joy of of being a Christian, is that personal relationship. Amen. Alexa, we're coming up on a break. Don't go away. When we come back, we'll uh, talk more about this. And we are coming up on that break. And we'll be back for more right after this. You know, it's true. Difficult times have a way of focusing us. We have to think about what matters most when it comes to our spending, our health care. No doubt. This is why so many people are joining MediShare Right now, MediShare is a trusted way to save up to 50% on your monthly health care costs. More than 400,000 people have already made the switch. It's pretty obvious why, too, especially now during this challenging season with health care costs and out-of-pocket expenses going up. MediShare can save you a lot of money. The typical family saves $500 a month. And MediShare is a Christian health care sharing ministry that's worked beautifully for 29 years. There are different options to choose from to fit your budget. I'll give you the number here in a second. And if you call, you can get a price within two minutes. Maybe now is the perfect time to make the switch and start saving. 
Here you go. Call 855-91-BIBLE. That's 855-91-BIBLE. 855-91-BIBLE. Tragically, every minute, unborn babies' futures are sucked out of existence. But amid the darkness, there is a light that shines. Preborn introduces mothers considering abortion to their unborn babies through ultrasound. Once she hears that heartbeat and sees a precious life, the majority of the time, she will choose life. I got to hear how strong her heartbeat was. I was like, I felt like she was supposed to be here. And it didn't matter what anybody else told me. And all that mattered was that I was blessed with the ability to carry life inside of my body. And that baby was supposed to be here for something. And that was all that mattered. Preborn equips centers nationwide to save babies' lives and souls and has rescued over 200,000 babies' lives through ultrasound. To learn more about the life-saving work of Preborn, call 855-668-BABY. That's 855-668-BABY. Or visit preborn.com. That's preborn.com. All gifts are tax-deductible. Your love can save a life. Welcome you back to part two of Terry Man Answer on this Friday afternoon with Brad Dacus. I'm your host, Mike Kessler. And this Sunday, we'd like to invite you to church here at the River Christian Fellowship. Starts at 10 o'clock in person, 1030 on the air. We're going through the book of Acts. And we want to just encourage you to follow along with your Bible. You'll be blessed. Again, it's always good to get together with the family of God. And afterwards, we always have coffee and donuts, a good time of fellowship. And so you're invited to come and uh, again, just follow the signs, the Shoshone Falls. Come out Falls Avenue, right when you get ready to go to the waterfall, you'll see the church right on the corner. That's why we're called the River Christian Fellowship, because we're right by the, right by the river and right by the waterfall. So we want to invite you to come. I know you'll be blessed. Going back to the phones, we were speaking with Alexa and... Um, this blood that uh, they find and all these other things that are really rooted in sensationalism. Brad, you were a little rushed because we came up on the break. Go ahead and, and any other thoughts you might have. Yeah. The, the main thing is when we hear of, of certain things happening here or there, uh, it can actually distract us from the personal relationship we already have with the Lord. Um, he hears us. He's with us. Uh, by going to a certain place where certain something is happening, uh, allegedly, we're not closer to God. Like even when people go to Israel, Israel's great. And you get to see, you know, where Jesus walked, etc. But that ground is not holier, any holier than where you are right now in the presence of the Lord God because of what Jesus did on the cross. We have that access to the Lord, the, the communion with the Lord, the presence of the Lord. Uh, it's great to understand what happened. It's great to see what happened. Uh, to to those that's that can be very helpful to us, especially understanding the Bible. Um, but as we hear about these different different stories or the appearing of the Virgin Mary here or there, um, it, these can be a, a distraction. Anything that takes our eyes off the Lord and our personal relationship with the Lord, uh, we need to really be careful about that. Um, I think that's uh, the, the bottom line. Lex, I hope that helps. It did. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Stay in line, dear. We'll send you out a. A couple of books, a couple of DVDs, the movie Jesus as well. I think you'll really enjoy it. Stay in line. We'll get you taken care of. Let's go to Paul, New Hampshire. Hi and welcome. 
Yes, hi, uh, pastors. Uh, thanks for taking my call. How may we help? Um, I love the book of Isaiah, and uh, the 28th chapter, um, it talks about uh, uh, line upon line, precept upon precept, here, the, here a little, there a little. Yes. And then it goes uh, in verse 11, for with stammering lips and another tongue, Will he speak to this people to whom he said, this is the rest wherewith you may cause the weary to rest. And this is the refreshing, yet they would not hear. And then that that verse comes up again. But the word of the Lord was unto them, precept upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little and there a little, that they might go and fall backward and be broken, and snared, and taken. Now, my question is, is this text speaking um, and recommending uh, a systematic biblical theology, or is it uh, trying to say that in this case, in this chapter, there is an extra-biblical theology that has been developed which uh, is a problem, uh, and it's line upon line, precept upon precept. But it will, uh, if followed, they will go they, that they may go and fall backward, and be broken and be snared and be taken. Is this is this talking about a proper systematic theology is to be followed? Is that what it's teaching, or is it teaching don't follow extra biblical teaching? Well, first of all, verse 14 gives a little bit of insight on that. Now, you just quoted verse 13. Let me read verse 14. Therefore, hear the word of the Lord, you scornful men. So we have to then always look at the context, who it is written to and why it was written. And when we understand here that it was written because, again, you're dealing with people with foreign languages and all, Uh, he will speak to this people going back to the last part of verse 11. Uh, to whom he said, uh, this is the rest which you may cause the weary to rest. And this is the refreshing, yet they would not hear. God offers his grace to people. Now, of course, in the line upon line, in the precept upon precept, as we find here, there is that that's spelled out. That is really uh, God's law. However, because man is rebellious to that, And when we understand that in our course of a lifetime, we have God's word, we pick up things here and there, we understand why oftentimes God says, don't do something. Well, I'll do it anyway. I I don't believe what the Bible says. I run into that with people today. Uh, the, The Bible was just written by a group of very crafty men. Okay, well then violate what the Bible says and see what happens to you. See if, if God's word really is true or not. If you go against what God's word says, well, if it's just written by a bunch of men, no harm, no foul. But in fact, if you go against what the Bible says, you become, as an example, uh, um, a person that is, uh, uh, you know, as we, as we see in our society today, people where the Bible talks about being um, married to one person. 
What is the result of that? Look at the diseases people have now. Look at the broken homes people have now. Look at the destruction of our society. When you have all these children living with single parents and the government having to make up the difference for it, whenever you go against God's word, we lose. And so that when God tells somebody something and they don't want to hear it, they go backwards, you scornful men. And scorning God's word, I believe, is a thing that always will get people in trouble faster than any other one thing. You know, there's one thing to do things out of ignorance. So I didn't know that was, that was wrong to do that. But when you know it's wrong and you do it anyway, I believe that really creates a different aspect to those that know to do good, the Bible says, and doeth it not to them it is sin. And so I believe there's ignorance in rebellion to God, and I believe there's willful disobedience. And I believe what we find here as we look at this, because this was primarily directed to Ephraim. Now, Ephraim had become joined to their idols. In fact, God had actually said, Ephraim is joined to her idols, leave her alone. And we don't find Ephraim mentioned in Revelation chapter 7 of the tribes of Israel that are God's evangelists during the tribulation period. Curious. So when we understand that this tribe misled the nation of Israel, did their best to do that, and that they themselves had become idol worshipers, now all of a sudden, what God says in their heart, they just become rebellious to. And the more that is said, the more in rebellion they come. Now, now look at this real quickly as we go back. Whether you're looking at Pharaoh at the time of Moses, or whether you're looking at the Pharisees at the time of Jesus, the Sanhedrin and the Sadducees, the more miracles that God did at the hand of Moses, the harder Pharaoh's heart got. It isn't that God says, I'm going to just harden your heart. The only thing we find in the Bible, how God, what, whatever God did to Pharaoh, we don't, and, and he poured uh, um, epoxy resin on his heart and it hardened. No, it's the, the more miracles that God did that, that Pharaoh and his magicians couldn't replicate, the harder his heart got. The more miracles that Jesus did, that the Pharisees couldn't run. Jesus walked up and said You're, to the cripple, your sins are forgiven. And, 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 and they got mad that he said he forgave sin. He goes, well, what's easier to say? Rise, take up your bed and walk, or your sins are forgiven. You can say, take up your bed and walk. He might not do it. But when he says, your sins are forgiven, and then he walks, hey, listen. That's a miracle. And the Pharisees couldn't copy it. The Sadducees couldn't copy it. And their hearts got harder and harder to the point where when Lazarus was healed by Jesus, actually he was dead, he brought him back to life. The Pharisees said among themselves, now we not only have to kill Jesus, but we have to kill Lazarus also. Why did they say that? Because you can't have a living example of the power of God because it shows they had no power. And I believe this is what happens when anyone who joins themselves to an idol, whether the tribe of Ephraim, Pharaoh thinking his idol was himself, he thought he was God, 
or the Pharisees thinking, well, our spirituality came from Moses and they were always chiding with Jesus. Well, Moses taught us or our father Abraham. We find here then this system, if you might say, where the more they knew about God, the harder they dug their heels in. And so this is the problem I think we we find. Your thoughts? Yeah, I like how in verse 15, uh, this is because you have said we have made a covenant with death and with Shaul we have made a pact. The overwhelming uh, scourge will not reach us when it passes by. uh, For we have made falsehood our refuge and we have concealed ourselves with deception. Um, You know, I just see that happening so much today. It's decisions that people make. You know, they hear the truth, but they say, no, I'm going to decide to make something that's false, what I'm going to count on and rely upon. And whether it's new age or whether it's, uh, you know, humanism, um, you know, whatever that that may be, uh, it may, you know, make them feel fine. It may help them justify their, their moral choices or uh, what, what, you know, make is comfortable for them. Uh, But the reality is it's, it's still falsehood. And, uh, and they may, you know, somehow conceal their, 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 their sin uh, through these kind of, this kind of deception. But in the end, it's going to be exposed. It's not going to last. And uh, this continued decision will, uh, can be uh, hardening and hardening of their heart, especially when they see the work of God and they turn away from it. Um, You know, God is a just God. He's a righteous God. He wants uh, all to come to repentance. And yet um, the reality is uh, we as humans have that choice, like we talked about earlier, and uh, that uh, choice can can be used to bring us towards God and to receive God's grace and forgiveness and new life in Christ, Um, or it can be used to create false gods false images, falsehoods, deceptions, uh, which uh, lead only to destruction. And again, verse 13, this the, the verse, Paul, you have in question. But the word of the Lord was to them precept upon precept, line upon line. The precept is the thought pattern behind the verse, if you will. That That's what was establishing the acceptability to God. This is what God says. But once that line is drawn, notice it says that they might go and fall backwards and be broken and snared and caught, <laughs> you scornful men. You see, they scorned the word of God, and the result of that is, of course, always death. Hope that helps. It does, and I appreciate you taking the time to answer it. Thank you. Paul, God bless you. Thanks so much for the call. If you like, stay in line. We'll send you out some books, DVDs. And like I tell everybody, we promise we will not bombard your mailbox every week with Megathon envelopes or anything like that. We don't do that. All we do, the only reason we need your address is to send you the, the things, And uh, but we have no official mailing list or anything. We don't do that here. Uh, we just want to get materials into your hand and uh, use them for evangelism. The movie Jesus is great. Evolution versus God is awesome, as well as um, uh, all the other all the other books as well. You'll enjoy all of it. Stay in line, Paul. We'll get those to you. Let's go to Christopher. Springfield, Oregon. Hi, welcome. Hi, hi. Thank you for taking my call. I've got a fairly deep question, and I'm wondering who are the people that will be living in the millennial reign of Christ 
because uh, I, I don't know how we will be because I'm I'm 71 now. I've got health issues. Will I have any kind of glorified body? Will I be the same old man? Um, well, because also I've read that anyone that lives in the millennial reign of Christ and dies at 100 years old will be accursed. And I, it's just I, I'm just struggling with trying to understand that 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 whole well good good area. because because you're in good shape have you accepted christ as your savior absolutely all right well then the bible says in a moment twinkle gum and i we're going to be transformed the bible says the dead in christ rise first and what that means is to be absent from the body is to be present with the lord in that spiritual world where god is out right now the saints that have died in faith they're there But when we come back to rule and reign with Christ on this earth for a thousand years, and that's what you will be doing in a new, glorified, high-performance, non-aging, non-fattening, no-sin-nature body we're all going to get in that moment twinkling of an eye, the dead in Christ rise first. They get their body. They are reunited. Their spirit, which is in heaven, the Bible says, absent of the body, present with the Lord, their body is their their spirit is reunited with their body. They get this glorified body. God's got the DNA pattern on every person that's ever been on this earth. They come up, we are transformed, and we all go to heaven together. The Bible says there's the marriage supper of the Lamb while this world is going through the cataclysmic tribulation period, the reward seat, people are going to be rewarded for what they've done for Christ what positions you're going to hold in God's administration during that thousand-year reign. The people that are going into the millennial reign of Christ, out of the tribulation, the Bible tells us, and it's found in uh, Revelation 20, um, verse 4, it says, those who did not worship the beast, um, those will be the ones that are... um, uh, allowed to go in. Now, I believe there'll be Jews that are uh, allowed to go in. They're going to be uh, th- that, uh, as God says, he's going to reach out and save this this nation of Jews. Uh, that doesn't mean every single one, but I, as a general statement, yes, they're going to be there. I believe there's going to be people, maybe from these tribes all over the world, uh, that maybe The Antichrist technology didn't quite get there. I believe those that were believers that somehow accepted the Lord during the tribulation period um, somehow made it through the tribulation period, probably using the book of Revelation, knowing what's coming next, because the book of Revelation is written in chronological order, what's going to happen next. So they're able to navigate fairly well through the tribulation period if they're not beheaded for their faith. Um, what's coming next. So you're going to have these people. Now, anybody that's got the mark of the beast on them, to hell you go. Uh, You've damned your soul. You have angels flying through the midst of heaven, warning people during the tribulation period, do not take the mark of the beast. Well, it can be forgiven. No, it can't be. The Bible is explicit on this. Do not take the mark of the beast. Now, when the Bible says that, There's an exclusion. 
Will God forgive any sin? Yes, we know God will forgive any sin except the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. Jesus said that. But here we find another one that it says he won't forgive, and that is taking the mark of the beast. So when there's a general rule laid down in the Bible, unless there's exceptions, that rule is a blanket statement. I believe that today. I don't believe there's one sin that we will commit, if you have breath in your lungs right now, that God will not forgive. The sin that God won't forgive right now is that rejection of the Holy Spirit calling out to a person, repent, turn from your sins. And we go, no, I'll do it tomorrow, not realizing you're going to die in an hour or tonight. That's rejection of the Holy Spirit. That's blasphemy. Of the Holy That's shining on the Holy Spirit. Ah, no, come back tomorrow. Well, you're not going to be here tomorrow. See, that's what I'm, I'm speaking of a non-saved uh, person. But for us as Christians we're going to rule and reign with him. And that's what you're going to get, Christopher, a brand new body. I don't know what age we're going to be, but I know that we're going to be the right age. Paul says we're not exactly sure what we're going to be, but we know when we see him, we're going to be like him. And uh, he was able to eat. He was able to have people touch him. He was an essence or a ghost. He told Thomas, put your fingers here in my holes in my hand and thrust your hand into my side. He said, do you have anything to eat? And then he could vanish out of their sight. That is a cool body. That is really an amazing body for policing and causing this world to be in harmony with the laws of Jesus Christ during the millennial reign. Your thoughts? Yeah. Um, at the end of the day, it boils down to just trusting the Lord. Who is, who is God? He's uh, our loving Heavenly Father. He's our Abba. Uh, he's our daddy. Uh, he's almighty. He's all powerful. And although we do not understand everything, we can trust him to know that uh, he will give us what is needed for his glory and for his pleasure. He made us for his glory and for his pleasure. And I know that's going to be all the more magnified uh, with our new body and what he decides to uh, to do through us during that period of time. I I'm just very grateful that God is so gracious not to just leave us hanging, you know, after Jesus rises from the dead. And we're just sort of thinking like, gosh, I wonder what's going to happen next. We have a really clearly laid out, as you mentioned, uh, Pastor Mike, it's in, you know, in chronological order there in Revelations. So even when we're going through the toughest, toughest time, it'll be all laid out for us to look at and say, ah, yes, it is written. Yes, it is written. And uh, we can have that confidence moving forward. Uh, when it comes to the mark of the beast, also, I know sometimes Christians, you know, they just they're, they're looking to their left and right, looking, is this the mark? Is that the mark? Is this the mark? Uh, I believe that the Holy Spirit uh, is going to make it very, very clear to believers in our hearts to know, uh, you know, not to take the mark. Um, the Holy Spirit will quicken uh, followers of Christ. Uh, so I don't think Christians should be too hyper worried about, is that the mark? Is this the mark? Um, the Holy Spirit, I think, is going to make that very, very clear. And, and very compelling to us uh, in, in deciding not to take it, but to be followers of the Lord and to put him first. Yeah, and that'll be for the tribulation saints. I believe we are out of here before then. The Bible right. said he's not appointed his bride to his wrath. Um, um, and right. so we know that the tribulation period, the seven years, is absolutely brought on by God. Now, we've always had earthquakes and famines and all the problems in the world, but that's Satan's doing. 
The tribulation period is orchestrated by God, outlined in the book of Revelation. And God will not, I believe, subject his bride to what we see going on there. That's why we want to be counted worthy to escape all these things. Christopher, I hope that helps. I had one more question, if you had time. Okay. Um, I've been wrestling with uh, scriptures where, for example, if if you proclaim that Jesus is Lord, thou shalt be saved, um, along with others that I can't bring to mind exactly, but I, I'm, I'm trying to correlate that across with, um, I think it was written in Matthew, I'm not sure, but um, you, I know you know it, that not everyone who calls me Lord will will be able to enter into the gates. Okay, um, Brad, your thoughts. You know, uh, the difference between um, acknowledging that God exists, even the demons believe and tremble, and those that really embrace him as Lord. Yeah, um, that's, a, that's a real good question uh, because it's, uh, it's, it's a heart issue, really, in my, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, in uh, uh, not actually Second Timothy chapter four verse eight, uh, it says uh, it says in there that it's uh, that uh, it will be um, uh, given the crown of righteousness. And Paul says, and not only to me, but also to all who love his appearing. Uh, and you know, it's it's really you know, do we have a heart that loves Jesus? If we knew that Jesus was going to be coming back again. Uh, tomorrow, one thirty, would we be anxious, fearful, um, upset because our big real estate deal at two thirty is not going through? Um, <laughs> you know, uh, or or is it going to be? Or are we going to be like on cloud nine? Like, yay, this is going to be awesome! You know, just like your, you know, you haven't seen your your son or daughter in four years. They've gone to college. They're coming back. You're going to see them. Um, it's 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 a uh, it's a relationship, and I think that's the key question here is. You know, some people may have gone through this religious motion, that religious motion, or, or done this or that, or gone through confirmation, but they've never had a personal, real relationship with the Lord. And uh, I think that's sort of a good test question is, if you know that Jesus is coming tomorrow at 1.30, um, how you, what, what are you, you going to feel? Are you gonna have, if your heart is a heart that is loving his appearing, um, that's a good sign that your faith is a real faith. And uh, not just a pretentious faith. Amen. Amen. Christopher, I hope that answers for you. Stay in line. We'll send you out some DVDs and uh, some books I think you'll enjoy. Kathleen, Paula, Jeremy, Tom, and Greg, listen, please call us on Tuesday and we'll be able to get there. We have Martin Luther King Day off here at CSN. And thank you so much, Brad. Brad from Pacific Justice Institute. Contact him. God bless you. Have a safe weekend. Or to receive a copy of today's program, please call 1-800-357-4226. Or write us to Every Man and Answer, P.O. Box 391, Twin Falls, Idaho, 83303. That toll-free number is 1-800-357-4226. Subscribe to the free podcast on iTunes by searching for To Every Man and Answer in the iTunes store or visit us online at csnradio.com slash T-E-M-A. To Every Man and Answer is a production of CSN International, the Christian Satellite Network. 
The opinions expressed by our guests may or may not be those of CSN International or of this station. 